This week's episode is brought to you by Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Not only do you get access to every episode a week early and ad-free, but we have tons of extras, including our two newest interviews. We chat with Mike Scully about his time executive producing the show. I ran it through uh, seasons 9 through 12, which I always characterize as the four most consecutive seasons of the show. And we talk with writer Mimi Pond about what it was like to write the first episode of The Simpsons. You know, and I get to be the turd in the punch bowl every single time I tell this story because nobody wants to hear anything bad about The Simpsons. You can find all that and more exclusively on Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons where we drink cheap scotch and watch Comedy Central I'm your host Bob Bumblefist Mackey and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons Who else is here with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert and I think stealing candy from a baby sounds like a LARF It sure does, who else? Uh, runaway Lamp Chris Antista <laughs> And today's episode is Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1 Almost sexual isn't it Smithers? And today's episode aired on May 21st 1995 and as always Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history history <gasps> oh my god one of the worst best pictures of the year braveheart debuts yeah. in theaters cruelly beating out the real best movie of the year die hard with a vengeance not showgirls <laughs> uh and book an appointment because dr Katz is on the air uh, on comedy central their first animated program animated yes <laughs> it squiggles it's like a screensaver uh, it was uh, <laughs> it was a long road to south park yeah on the commentary for dr Katz in the first season dvd they talk about how they discovered animation because originally their show was just screens just the still images were talking over it clutch cargo and, mouths and then they accidentally edited together an open mouth shot and a closed mouth shot they're like wait we can make their mouths move oh my god oh my god it's oh movement god. it's an illusion and yeah the show's amazing I love that. It's like it's and you don't need to look at it. It's now a podcast. Yeah, because the animation was that bad. An exclusive Audible podcast you can yep. listen to if you sign up at audibletrial.com slash talking simpsons. Ooh, I haven't yes. said that in a while. So uh-huh. I I've, I've been saving the oh wait, are we still on news? Uh, well I mean I just love Dr. Katz. Okay, so it is great, it, yeah. It's how if you love H. John Benjamin, he debuted to the world truly well, as Benjamin Katz. And with that, and I we don't even have to go into detail, but for me, uh, like getting Comedy Central was my Beatles, uh-huh. and uh, I do think there's a growing number of people. Those of us who just watched that channel alone, mm-hmm. like nothing else mattered. It Comedy Central ruled. Yeah, and I, I've said that a billion times. I yeah. love to see Simpsons acknowledge new things that I was into, and my new favorite show when this episode aired was MST, which is mm-hmm. in the show. Like, yeah. yes, the show was less kind of Comedy Central than you were, Chris. It's kind of looking down upon it, but yeah. it was a very different channel then. Yeah, yeah. And because it, it, even if you look closely at the TV before it's MST3K, it's making fun of a whose line is it anyway promo. Yes, for very a very for a important second. plot point because yes. it was like yes. there would be four hours of that, and I did not like that show. I, I thought watched it was so much of that show. I watched a million of them and never liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, never. I liked it. Made it. me nervous. I, I grew to like that those people in that style, but like mm-hmm. as a kid, I fucking hated it. Yeah. yeah. Hated who is your favorite? Colin Mockery? Oh, Ryan or, Stiles. He's or, amazing. Yeah, he is the best. He's I was amazing. A stylesman. For what for whatever reason, I saw a hot. Sh- I recorded hot shot 
Shots 2 off of a Showtime free preview, and he's like the co-star in that movie. Really? So I, man, before I, I even saw Who's Line, Ryan Stiles was in one of my favorite comedies. I remember when the Drew Carey show started, I was like, hey, it's Who's Line's anyways, Ryan Stiles. That tall, weird-looking guy. Which would then lead to Drew Carey making the American Who's Line Is It Anyway. Even worse. <laughs> it, it, well, hey, look, Wayne Brady, he sings funny songs. It's true, it's Isn't true. Fun? So, so this episode, yes. okay, I want to say I've been saying this since we started doing this podcast. It's my favorite episode. I'm also very sick. That's how dedicated I am <laughs> to telling you how good this episode is. This, I love the Simpsons movie, but I, I don't think I've rewatched this more than once. Since this should have been the movie. That's what I, I was thought saying. that the whole time yeah. too. Yeah. During our Simpsons movie commentary, available on Bandcamp and on the LaserTime Patreon. Yeah, LaserTime.bandcamp.com, or if you're a pa- oh, your patrons. Too. It's on ours too. Yeah, yeah, yeah ours too. too. Okay, I forgot about that. But I said during that commentary, this is my Simpsons movie. It is mm-hmm. nothing can top Mr. Burns. He's at his most evil. Mm-hmm. All the characters are firing in all cylinders, yeah. and every like little joke and plot point is just so perfect. And I'm I'm now. They're with you because ah, I good, love good. the Simpsons movie, and I do like uh, uh, Russ Cargill. Russ yes. I just lo- I love Albert Brooks. But Burns is still the ultimate Simpsons villain, and he's treated like a much better villain in this episode. Yes. In, in 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 terms of getting letting other Springfield cast members giving them a space to shine, this is way better. Smithers well, does not appears in the movie for like four seconds. Yeah, and he has so many great lines as well as every other Simpsons cast An- member. Another thing that gives it the movie feeling to me is that when you see movies of TV shows, it's used as, and the Simpsons kind of do this in their actual movie, that it feels like the culmination of everything. And it it goes backwards in history as it's like, well, we always wanted to know this in the X-Files or mm-hmm. we always wanted to do this in show X. And in this, it's like, it pays off you have to know so much history of the simpsons for a million jokes in this it is very fan servicey it's so fan servicey it 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 celebrates the town of springfield more than ever and it makes the natural villain the super villain of the world and it, it just works perfectly the part two is great but this i think too i think what makes this one awesome is that there's always a scene in the episodes we watch that feel slightly weaker than the rest because they knew this is going to be cut for syndication mm-hmm. in this episode every scene matters it is a meticulously built like clock that every part has to work for it to be a mystery yeah and we're not gonna spoil the ending (laughs) but you know it and once you know it you can look at like wow they laid this the groundwork for you to think it's everybody so well it's all there there's a million places and yes this and can i i know we're gonna talk about the behind the scenes but it gets speculating now that i've worked for some big companies it is a better animated episode. It's very well structured. And to mm. me, it's very clear more time went into this episode than anything else to make it feel like a movie. They'd never done a two-parter before. Mm-hmm. And part and of that since. is because I think someone else was paying a bit part of the bill. Mm. Because this was part of a giant promotional campaign. Yes. yes. Do you want to actually... Well, whenever you want to get into it, but like, but that's generally how things enhance themselves with some corporate sponsorship. I think mm. this rose above because it had extra money and time to put more care into everything. So this was, uh, in part, a contest, which actually does not cheapen the show at all. No way. Just forget about that. It was a contest sponsored by 1-800-COLLECT. Of course, the mystery is who shot Mr. Burns. When you would make a collect call during the summer of 95, <laughs> both you and the person you called would be entered in this contest. I don't know if it was like, if you think it was Smithers, press one. Huh. If you think it was Marge, press well, two. Well, they talk about on the commentary that somebody just had to win. They had to make it random. So you, it wasn't the you person You weren't actually choosing just, anything. You weren't actually yeah. picking the winner. Mm. Though they 
they did say someone really picked the winner and yes. added two media. But yeah. maybe we get into that in part two. Yeah, we but, get into it. But the the commercial, we've got one of the classic commercials yeah. for this. So there were several of these, and basically we are in a pre YouTube pre streaming world, and you can obviously record this episode and watch it over and over. But in case you just watched it once, this commercial is there to fill you in on moments from the show that were highlighting specific culprits that could have shot Mr. Burns. And people all over the country are choosing one eight hundred collect to make collect calls so that they and the person they call can be entered. A nationwide manhunt is on to find out who gunned down Springfield's richest man. We now take you to police headquarters. Calling all cars. Calling all cars. This is the chief. Be on the lookout for the following mugs. Groundskeeper Willie. His little slip of the tongue makes him a prime suspect. I'll kill that Mr. Burns! Snake. This small-time hood has a rap sheet as long as his hair. Claims to have an alibi, but will it hold water? I was in the can. If you can solve the mystery, you could win the prize of a lifetime. A chance to be animated with The Simpsons. Every time you complete a 1-800-COLLECT call, you and the person you call are automatically entered. Or call 1-800-RULES-FOR-YOU for details <laughs> and alternate means of entry. In The what? Simpsons Mystery Sweepstakes. Right Keep <laughs> watching Fox for clues. And don't miss The Simpsons season premiere on September 17th to find out who done it and to see if you're a winner. So just like any other contest of the era, there were alternate means of entry. You could write in uh, Mr. Burns on a 3x5 postcard. It sucks. It sucks. It's all these awful legal requirements to giving away stuff. And one of the other collect wanted to get involved in it, partially to advertise the new service at the time. And but they were really into doing a who shot Jr. riff because yes. Mac Groening actually suggested it. To, like, uh, yeah, I believe he went to Oakley and Weinstein's office where mm-hmm. they worked uh, for most of their time on the show. He came to them with that idea because this predates all of us. The, oh, yeah. the Who Shot JR yeah. Dallas phenomenon, which we just talked about on a Retronauts recording you'll hear much later. But mm-hmm. this was the resolution of the Who Shot JR plotline on Dallas was the third most watched scripted TV episode in American television history. It was something that built up all summer, which it's different now, but Netflix does this with mm-hmm. every show that mm-hmm. they have to have every season end on a sort of cliffhanger they have every and then episode end yes. on a cliffhanger yeah. so you yeah. keep watching but the way it works now is you wait a whole year you watch it all at once yeah and you wait a year for that uh the resolution of that cliffhanger in this case no episodes had cliffhangers except for the occasional season finale on dramatic shows and then you'd go crazy all summer thinking what happened to person x now every show has like a season finale that it's a big cliffhanger. A mid-season finale yeah. that's also a cliffhanger. And I believe in I Married Marge, Homer has the I Shot JR t-shirt when he takes off his gulp and blows right. in uniform. Yeah. But uh, in case you're wondering, the other two uh, things that beat this episode of Dallas named Who Done It? Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is the Cheers finale, which aired in 92, I believe. And oh. number one is the MASH finale. So huge TV events. No one is ever going to be watching that much TV at one time, except for the Super Bowl, which always gets 100 plus million people watching yeah. it. But that really shouldn't count. Like, no, but that... we were not alive in 1980. Make Chris for a little bit of 1980, yeah. but uh, you were basically barely able to talk and move around. So you don't remember mm-hmm. remember who shot JR Mania. No. In any I, way. Yeah, no. I know that he got shot. Uh, the JR was Larry Hagman, the lead on the show. Or the the Pater Familius of the, yes. of the Dallas family, mm-hmm. and he had shot by a character, and it was revealed to be Kristen Shepard who shot him. Ah, so, I see, and that uh, was that's only his scheming sister-in-law and mistress. Well, now you ruined it, but that was only 15 years ago, so that's basically like 2002 compared to now. Not oh, that long Jesus ago from 1995. Christ. Yeah. Oh, that God, that makes me feel so old. So now. not a very distant yeah. memory for the 1995 viewers. That's true. Yeah, and uh, my parents lived through it, but this was a comedic take. 
on it. And yet, I would dare say, I bet it works better as a mystery than Who Shot JR mm, even did. I think so. And I have to say that pre-DVDs, easily my most watched episode on VHS of The Simpsons was this episode. Same here. We were all in on the mystery. All summer long, I watched this over and over and over again because I wanted to figure it out. And I skipped several of the red herrings, but I fell for Smithers. I was like... Okay, it's Smithers. I think I did that too. was I was like, it's gotta be Smithers. And there's the, yeah. There was were you on the internet looking into No, I was no, not I, on I the internet. I wasn't either, and I, I don't know who I thought it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Smithers. And yeah. I watched it more than any other episode before DVDs too, Henry. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the mystery, but because of the hype and because it's just a great episode yeah, it's where a great episode. Yeah. there was nothing else for an entire summer. What else am I gonna do? I, I remember rationalizing that it was Smithers because it would be easier to forgive him and allow him to go back to his normal form. Yeah. Everybody mm. else would have been in jail. I mean, Oakley and, and Weinstein wanted it to be Barney. They wanted a huge what? change in the series, like, let's put Barney in jail. And you never see Barney wow. again. Yeah. Just like, yeah, that it was. But, well... No boyfriend! Uh, we'll get into this in part two of who the, why they decided who yes. the killer was. I mean, was, can we but... say who the killer is now? Right, or, uh, it was Maggie. It's Maggie. It's Maggie. We all know that. Baby all know. And yes. there, are very, uh, <laughs> there are very broad clues scattered throughout this episode that are pointed out on the commentary but there's lots of pairings of WNS and MNS and lots of mentions of three o'clock and three o'clock on lots of clocks on the show. So it's pointing out that Burns, he's pointing to Maggie Simpson on the sundial. That's what all these clues are pointing it's to. It's beautiful. Yes. It's so beautiful. And that's why how they perfectly worked it all together. In yeah. There. And that's why Mo becomes Mo Sislak. Mm-hmm. Uh Seymour Skinner becomes W. Seymour Skinner, which yeah. never comes up again, thank God. Mm-hmm. And it just uh, like uh, so many things that are laid in perfectly. Merkin, Oakley, and Weinstein together made, I think, the best episode of the simpsons at least the best yeah. scripted episode also i believe this one is uh, jeffrey lynch and it's wes Artron part two and this is one of the best animated ones too harry shearer is amazing he in is this so one. good in this everybody's great in this one but harry shearer is the best and i think too yeah that uh, oh yeah just so you know who won that 800 collect contest was a woman named fela gibson who chose to not be on the anime of the show and took the uh. cash prize instead so it's why we can't That's point the mystery to, i wanted to get yeah. to the bottom of, Not like a true finding fan. the character. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you take the? I always wondered if I won the Simpsons house, would I be like, give me three hundred thousand dollars? I don't want this house. Like, but I feel like I could have sold that house for even more. To, yeah, like, I think that's uh, what some... the winner actually did. Oh God. But yeah, Oakley and Weinstein. We talked to them, uh, Oakley, a little bit about this episode. In that, I wondered if this like trained them to be showrunners because they had to be so involved in in this episode. They had to he, keep he so many secrets so. to themselves too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Weinstein actually has been sharing recently at the time of this recording on Twitter scenes cut from it and he talks about how like the scripts were given they printed out the exact number of scripts for the actors and then they took them back when it was over so when he's sharing one of the cut scenes he explains that all these lines are highlighted in it they're like yeah they're the Dan's lines this was Dan Kessler's script I took from him because he couldn't be trusted with it and all of the actors are recording lines that were never animated just to fool the actors so they were actually paying people for work that would never come to anything Uh. outside of maybe the uh, the clip show next season where they did animate some of the stuff. Maybe a perfect episode. We got a lot of clips to get through. Let's start with the opening, which to let you know it's an Oakley and Weinstein opening. It's a nice, boring Seymour Skinner. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, is there nothing so intoxicating as the school hallway at early morn? <laughs> school normally doesn't smell so rank. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, wash basin fresh. That funk must be coming from one of the classrooms. Duh. 
Oh, poor fellow. Crushed by his own water bottle. <laughs> My weekly reader. Willie, sometime over the holiday weekend, the beloved grade four gerbil uh, super dude lost his life. I need you to air out the classroom and give Super Dude a proper burial. Yes, yeah, so from second one, the plot kicks into gear. Like, Super Dude is the catalyst for the oil and everything to follow. That's nuts. Yeah. They don't waste any time. And I, I just became obsessed over, did your school or class have a class pet that everybody got to take home? No, no I did not I have mean, a class pet. It's we just... had a hermit crab, uh, but no one took it home. That's so. extra cheap. Yeah. I'm it's... guessing Super Dude replaced Lumpy, the school snake. Oh, right. <laughs> but, they cut it open. But that line from Skinner of, Super dude. Super like, dude. So, uh, then we find out Willie's father was uh, thrown in the bog, which yes. must have happened after he was hung for stealing a pig. What else do you do with a hung man? I, I guess mean, uh, yeah. Yes. And My Weekly Reader, a real magazine. I remember reading that in mm-hmm. uh, grade school. Yeah. It ran from 1928 to t- uh, 2012. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. It lasted far into the digital age. I would go straight to the comics page, and then yeah. if, once the comics were over, I was like, I guess I can read. It was no highlights. <laughs> yes. It, like, no Ranger Rick. It lacked the goofus and gallant of highlights. Saint Ephesiocritus is not a real saint based uh, on yeah. my search. Looked up well. to. It's a great name. Uh, maybe he's the patron saint of St. Glue Wagons. The patron saint of dead hamsters. <laughs> then there's a really a very real scene of kids blaming farts on one another. I, ne- I, I, I love this. I never read it like that. This this is like the, one of the earliest fart jokes on The Simpsons. And Millhouse knows what his farts smell like. Yuck, what reeks? Smells like one of Van Houten's. It does not. Ralph, remember the time you thought Ralph is dead. You don't see where Ralph goes, but presumably through the roof. (laughs) I love that gag. That's one of so many gags in this episode of callback. You have to have watched. If you were an obsessive Simpsons watcher, you know this is a callback to all the Ralph Wiggum randomness of Miss Hoover. Mm -hmm. He was going going to the the bathroom. Yeah, Jinx. But yeah, I'd been in classes of if there was a smelled fart, you're like, who did it? (laughs) And it was trying. It was really where you found out the hierarchy of the room of like who gets blamed for this fart. Yeah, and, and whether whoever smelt it dealt it like. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. An accuser is not all, never, almost never the guilty person. <laughs> but you denied it, supplied it. That, no! <laughs> it's, it's how cool do you have to be to get that statement to work for you? Uh, yeah, it's it's it shows if you can shows you're cooler than the kid who that you were able to blame. That's how I knew I wasn't at the bottom of the rung in a class. I was close to it. But there was a kid <laughs> more mocked than me, mm. uh, and so I I could see that a fart got blamed on him before me, and everybody would be like, "Man, this kid sucks." Like, if you want to prove your non guilt, you need a rhyme of some yeah, sort. Yeah, it always so works. The, you know, if the glove doesn't fit. You must quit. Pissy Chrissy. Mm. <laughs> so then we get to meet Burns, and boy, this is a this yes. is a real test of the voice actors, and I. I love this fucking scene. I need to send this parcel with the profit projections to Pete Porter in Pasadena. And it absolutely, positively has to be there overnight. Pete Porter, pass it on. Pasadena, promptly. Package parcel processing pronto. Forgot Brenda Gas, profoundly pressing package of power plant profit projections for Pete Porter in Pasadena. Priority. Precisely. Woo! Let's get passed from person to person here. I love this music. Hmm? <laughs> Here's your package, Mr. Burns. <laughs> My name is the return address, you senseless dunderpate. Smithers, who is this nincompoop? I've worked here for ten years, and my boss doesn't even know my name. Well, that's going to change right now. My name is Homer J. Simp. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> 
sounded large when I ordered it. I can't make hide nor hair of these metric booby traps. <laughs> thousand grams. Just yeah. Like Homer's like, ow, again, another callback. You have to know he never remembers Homer's name. It's yeah. worth the show yeah. acknowledging that running Acknowledging joke, the right? joke, yeah. finally. Oh, it's beautiful. And, and also the commercial reference that predates mm. us yeah. as well. Oh, I, People our age will recognize the voice actor as another, uh, oh, from another course. series of commercials. Uh, but that's why, the, that's why the dialogue is at such a fast pace. It's a FedEx commercial starring John. Congratulations on your deal in Denver, Dave. I'm putting down to deal with Dallas. Don, is it a deal? Do we have a deal? It's a deal. I got to go. I got a call coming in. Hi, Doc. Just dealt with Don. In this fast-moving, high-pressure, get-it-done-yesterday world, aren't you glad there's one company that can keep up with it all? You got a deal. Good. I'm putting you down to deal with Dick. Dick, what's the deal with the deal? Are we dealing? We're dealing. Dave, it's a deal with Don, Doc, and Dick. Doc, it's a deal with Dave, Dick, and Dave. Don, it's a Doc with Dick, Dave, and Dick. Got to go, Dave. Disconnecting. Got to go, Dick. Disconnecting. Got to go, Dan. Disconnecting. Federal Express. When it absolutely, positively has to be there overnight. That's the line that Burns says. It's the mm. Federal Express catchphrase. That's John Machida, who did have the world record as the world's fastest talker. Micro Machines guy. The Micro Machines from Galoob. That's how mm. we would know him. Yeah, they yeah. hired him for one Say by the Bell episode when he was playing the, uh, <laughs> right. a math teacher or something. The kids couldn't keep up and their pencils caught on fire. It sucked. You, you also <laughs> may know him as an annoying Transformer in Transformers the movie. Yep. Uh, yeah, he was the microscope. No, he wasn't the microscope. I forget. Yeah, whatever. I think but, he's just in the movie. So I, I did have a separate commercial, but it's more visual. But mm-hmm. from 1979, it's, it is the same thing of handing off the parcel to the lower level person to deal with it, it's, which is also the Yeah, that was a one minute too. commercial. And they, yeah. they, I got past that just so you could hear the guy are, talk. Are the multiple smash cuts to Burns' face like uh, zooming in? Is, is that from the commercial too? Or yeah. What? Uh, yes. There are multiple yeah. commercials. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, it's actually really speeds up of just like, I need you. I need you to. I, it's it's really great. Look up the seventy nine one as well. But it's kind of, so it's kind of both of those together. These mm-hmm. sped up uh, alliterative words of Micro Machines guy, but also the passing off of the parcel yeah. around. And yeah, that's the that was the FedEx saying. I think it is still the. If I wanted to send something overnight, I guess I still think of FedEx. You know, there's an arrow in the FedEx logo. Yes, I saw that. I, God, that that metric booby traps. It was also Burns is planning to murder. Home yeah, I guess like he wished he had flattened him dead. What happened to the trap door i guess he decided it was more fun to drop things yeah though he also he should be getting a suction tube on homer send him to india i guess somewhere uh, in the and yeah they, uh, they also can't they can't resist a good chalmers appearance so chalmers shows up and uh say like the school exploded he knew it was all it was springfield <laughs> and also the way the way Skinner tosses Super Dude yeah. away. He's like, thank you, Super Dude. And he throws him. <laughs> yes, yeah. Ah, it's so beautiful. So then we get another moment of Burns. Burns doing physical fitness for better tyranny is a pretty good gang. And it's something, though, they reuse for 22 short films of a tandem bike that only Smithers is riding <laughs> with Burns putting his ar- legs up on Smithers' back. It yeah. looks a lot like the executive washroom in Simpson and Delilah. Oh, it must yeah. be adjacent there, to there it. There has to be a modern joke of Smithers. There's wearing Burns Fitbit at this point. Ooh, there has man, to be. Got, yeah, if not, hire be. me. I'm filled with uh-huh. those. Filled with those. And it's also like to show you how evil Burns is getting from the start here that like he can't stand that a school would make money. He just can't. Like how dare this energy <laughs> musky votes? Well, that's that's what feels so cinematic. This about money it. They, belongs to a rich. They man. crank his evil up so much yep. in order to give everyone a motive. I love yeah. it. I Cartoonish super villainy as Smithers will put it in and the next episode. Watching this, I just I wish this this episode the first part was an hour or 90 mm. minutes alone. Yeah. I would have been very happy with fast. that. It's like, so packed. The one thing we're missing, though, the one really unrealistic thing is this money would belong to the state, not Principal Skinner, not true. the school. Yeah. Like, it's the state's property. It's true. Yeah. yeah, oh well. A non-profit organization with oil? 
I won't allow it. <laughs> the oil bill doesn't belong in the hands of Betsy Bleeding Heart and Maynard G. Muskie Vote. Yeah. Uh, 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 sir, have you had enough uh, uh, ex- exercise for this morning? No. Let's go another 20 miles. Playing pinball is so great. Hello, Lenny, Kyle, Guillermo. Hello, uh, uh, oh, um, um. Don't take it so hard, Homer. He's always screwing up people's names. Yeah, at the picnic, he thought my son Reynaldo was my son Rolando. Can you believe that? <laughs> the best part of that is Homer's wearing two name tags and Guillermo is wearing a full radiation yeah. suit. Yeah. Yeah, so great. You can't even see his face. I wish Guillermo had returned, but yeah. just from seeing Guillermo's eyes. Yeah, you know, I never read that as the joke that yeah. you can't even see Guillermo. It's anybody in a radiation suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. Burns just can't even read it. Oh, it's so great. The Simpsons will be right back. Before owls drown us out with their incessant hooting, you should sign up for patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. That is where you will find tons of awesome exclusives, including every episode of the show a week early and ad-free. Exclusives like our entire run of Talking Critic, where we go through every episode of The Critic from the beginning until the very end. That includes the webisodes. Specials like our holiday special, where we went through the Xmas story episode of Futurama. And tons of exclusive interviews with people who work on the show, including former executive producers Bill Oakley, Mike Scully, and the woman who wrote the first ever episode of The Simpsons, Mimi Pond. Not to mention tons more exclusive stuff out there. Only $5 a month if you sign up at patreon.com slash talking simpson. The more the merrier. Helps me and Bob do this full time and focus on some really cool stuff that's coming up in 2018. Keep an eye out for it, folks. Before the lamp runs away, it's time for you to get your tickets to the Talking Simpsons live show. January 28th, 2018, we are going to be having a live podcast recording in San Francisco as part of the SF Sketch Fest. Check it out on our Patreon. There's a free post on the site that'll show, tell you all the information you need to know on it, but we're going to be at the Piano Fight Bar, 5.30 p.m. January 28th in 2018. You should also check out the Talking Simpsons t-shirt if you still haven't. It's an awesome sky blue designed after the logo of ion springfield by our wonderful friend of the show nina matsumoto and the invited at shirtsickle.com or at tiny.cc slash talking shirt starts at 1999 comes in tons of different styles and ships somewhat internationally so be sure to see if it can come to you even if you don't live in the united states so check it all out and we'll see you january 28th Hey, this is Sideshow Luke Perry. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. But, uh, yeah, got my, got my, got our tree. 
You have like a real tree, or it, you've been here for like two hours. You yeah, haven't it's right seen it. It's no, like the I, biggest thing in the house. But is it a real tree, we, or did you get a just get one? We that, always get a real tree, Dave. Yeah. As of last year, yeah. um, yeah. as Start of last big year, ones keep forever. It's no way, they, they don't like the smell. Oh. Got to have that smell, baby. Like what about? Do you have the generic like the balls and the oh, yeah. that kind of stuff? I, there? You were not. We're I didn't not, look at. Did it I not bitch about this? Like all I wanted. What do I want? Generic. Reflective oh, glass that. balls, and they don't fucking exist. <laughs> they don't exist. I don't want opaque. I don't want glitter. I don't want stripes. I just want reflective, yeah. boring glass balls. Ace Hardware is the only place I found them. They get plain you glass balls. Kids. Did you ever want to just bite into one of those? Yes, of yeah, course totally. I did. I think I've asked that every year. I know, but exactly or get my sister's head stuck in it, like she's Dale. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then something about it. Punch her like, through it. Those look delicious. I want to put I it on just pure glass. I want to put still. it on your head and then crack it with my fist. <laughs> Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Okay, so then after Homer can't get named by Burns, then they're wallowing in their own crapulence at the <laughs> school uh, in their success. Superintendent, we made the front page today. Uh, now, what's that say under your hand there? Hmm? Oh, it's an unrelated article. It's an unrelated article. Hmm? Within the banner headline. Yeah. Now, to redirect our conversation slightly, I have a few ideas on how to spend this oil money. Well, we could give each student a full college scholarship. Uh. <laughs> oh, 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 mercy. That, mercy. Uh, the government would never give any student, like, a, wouldn't a, happen. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes it happens, but never, like, all the students in the school get full college scholarships. No. Nope. it's. I, I love that this is the first time Skinner's used Oh Mercy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the this year badass song that's yeah. the Oakley and Weinstein uh, expression oh, they made mercy. it for him it was almost a catchphrase it's beautiful and, and, I, and I didn't know I didn't notice to that extent that uh, didn't Bill Oakley say that they made Chalmers to be this joke this wet blanket for jokes mm-hmm. yes and, and it's I, so great there's an article in yeah. the banner headline mm-hmm. I, I it's love proto those jokes Steam now Tams. Yeah. it's like it's, but just uh, the headline is awful school gets awful rich and uh, Skinner obscures awful yeah anything that would just be like a sitcom laugh he shuts down like yeah. we know explain what this means yes and uh, none of these are clues but it is hilarious what every student oh, yeah. Yeah. Faculty wants. They want a crystal bucket for my slop water. Ooh, and a brand new filthy blanket. <laughs> the cafeteria staff is complaining about the mice in the kitchen. I want to hire a new staff. <laughs> I'd like to start a jazz program for the music department. We've got a really great instructor lined up. Cheeto Puente. <laughs> <laughs> He's ready to give up the drudgery of the professional mambo circuit and settle into a nice teaching job. Man, it will be my pleasure. Lisa has told me all your students are as bright and dedicated to jazz as she is. Mm-hmm. Let's go now, Mr. Puente. <laughs> Chocolate microscopes? You know those guitars that are like 
double guitars, you know? <laughs> More rubber stamps. Very practical <laughs> concern. I, that's, oh, that's one great. of my favorite deliveries ever. Like, you know, double, double guitars, guitars you yeah. know? And this double is my my introduction to Tito Puente and all I know well. about him. Just about to ask yep. you, yeah. and I, what Tito Puente song's my favorite? Senior Burns. Yeah. So, uh, uh, of course. Play the death jingle. because Oh, that's right. Dead. This is death. Death stalks you at every turn. Ah, there it is. Death. He died in the year 2000. Wow, the late yeah, Tito Puente. He's been dead for a while. And I don't know what the grind of the professional mambo scene looks like, yeah. but how many times can you play for PBS? <laughs> I, I have no so, idea. So they put him in the show because my, Matt Groening is a big fan, though Oakley Weinstein had no clue who he was, and they <laughs> they thought he sang songs, which is why they write a song for him in the oh, next right. episode, but he's oh, a drummer. He is yeah. not a singer. And, and someone else sings that song. It's Zaria, yep. isn't it? I uh, think it's a singer they hired. Yeah, they say yeah. it was a member of his troop. It, yeah. sa- it does sound like Azaria, it but does. they say they, the internet says it was a person from his troop. Personal story about Tito Puente. You have one? Does sort of. Well, I had a friend uh, who looked, I swear, exactly like Shaggy, but he Oinks. he was, he was a, and he hated uh, being reminded of that, but he was a jazz major. He like he got a <laughs> master's in jazz, actually. I feel like a Republican dad who's so not shocked right now. Well, I feel like I made the right choices. I mastered in literature. <laughs> and uh, he played a big bass, just a big bass. That's what they're called. Uh, but anyway, and I remember his, I was there for his like master song, which is just him playing a song live with it that he arranged and composed with a group. And it was a cover of this song called Sing a Song of Songs, which is a very bass heavy song. And look it up. It's a really cool little jazz song. But he had met Tito Puente and actually played with him oh, at wow. his school. And it's like, oh, Tito Puente, the Simpsons guy. And he said, that's Ooh. the only thing Tito Puente has ever told about. And it's Kind of, he thought it was I, very disrespectful to Tito. I feel like we got to file him into like a Steve Sachs category where like <laughs> no one mentions what you actually do. They mention your Simpsons appearance. Well, Steve Sachs is a jazz musician, right? The Steve Sachs yes, trio. He is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's that uh, Tito Puente. I'm sure they sold way lots of albums for him. I, I think he. I would if I was Tito Puente, I'd be like, this exposure was great. I got rich off this mm-hmm. Simpsons stuff. I mean, I've never listened to an entire Tito Puente song other than Mr. Burns. But it's a great song. It's beautiful. We'll hear that in part two. I also just love that they recognize Tito Puente immediately, like Chalmers and Skinner. Do. They're all into Mambo. Uh, it's beautiful. And <laughs> and the way Lisa just walks him away, like, okay, Mr. Puente, yeah. let's go. So there's one more oh. child student who has a request, which... I fucking... This is almost like the show for me. I fucking love this The so animation much. is so great in this scene, too. Principal Skinner, this is your secretary. There is one last student here to see you. That's on. I don't have a secretary or an intercom. Let's <laughs> send him in. Hi there, Dean. I understand you're picking suggestions from students, eh? <laughs> well, me and my fourth-form chums think it would be quite corking if you'd sign over your oil well to the local energy concern. <clears throat> Mr. Burns. But... It was naive of you to think I would mistake this town's most prominent 104-year-old man for one of my elementary school students. I want that oil well. I've got a monopoly to maintain. I own the electric company and the waterworks, plus the hotel on Baltic Avenue. That hotel's a dump and your monopoly is pathetic. The school's oil well is not for sale, particularly to a black-hearted scoundrel like yourself. 
see. Oh, it's beautiful. We don't get a lot of like two characters elongated scenes like this. Skinner almost never has scenes with Burns. No, everyone in that scene is Harry Shearer. Yeah. Smithers, Skinner, and Burns. And and, and I love that Skinner only knows him as the, not the only 104-year-old man in Springfield, just the most prominent. Yeah. That's his only frame of reference for Burns. And I just wish they didn't say his age. I want to speculate about it forever. That is the introduction of his age. In in Simpson and Delilah, he was revealed to be 81. Homer guesses he's 102. He's like I'm yes. only 81 but Oakley and Weinstein officially make him 104 which <laughs> would continue on like in Homer the Smithers after Homer punches Burns he then says I punch Mr. Burns in his 104 year old face 104 really? is the perfect age it's conceivably old enough to still be alive yeah. thanks to the, being a billionaire but yeah I think it's a, it's a good age for him and him him dressed as Jimbo with the original hello fellow students yes. this, fellow children it is the most difficult cost, Halloween costume I've always wanted to pull off i am burns as jimbo and if you want to know about burns's lingo fourth form means the 10th grade so he's, oh, wow he's uh i guess jimbo is 14 or 15 oh, maybe but still way too old for the elementary school I, yeah. I miss googling burns references <laughs> and corking yes. means extremely good like very it's good apparently according to the internet still slang in england this uh, is actually well like, fourth form is like a british term for a school grade did he perhaps go to school in england and in, in, in 1920 most fancy pants rich people did back then um, that's true he was he's a Rhodes scholar burns is perhaps but i also love as somebody who played a lot of games of monopoly uh, uh, even as a kid for- i love that it's a ter- it is a terrible monopoly. It's like one you of the will- first spaces right yeah. yeah well owning the water having a monopoly on the uh, waterworks and electric company is terrible like nobody ever lands on them and it's like oh it's 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 double it's 20 times whatever they rolled on the dice like it's not a big deal mm-hmm. you're much better off with railroads than than that monopoly and and baltic avenue is one of the crappier uh, it's a dump. Uh, places on it it is uh, it's also beautiful to see skinner stand up to him and then smithers wanting to attack skinner and all he has is the stapler which the staples fall perfectly yeah like, the act break so, please don't waste those it's really oh, great. It's great uh then we come back and we find out that bart wanted to clone the three stooges that was his plan which <laughs> i love that bart can even accept like oh, yeah they'd want to be with their families when they yeah not the strange it's, little boy i think mm-hmm. three stooges might be the oldest thing that still airs regularly on television it still airs <laughs> yeah i, I, I okay. double checked that like ifc or something like that you know the independent mm-hmm. film channel they yeah, play it's yes. the most popular of vaudevillian actors and uh i was so scarred by the three stooges video game that i just oh. can't enjoy them like i was like oh, i gotta eat this soup it's crazy it it's again. one of the first weird mini game compilation for someone who can't think of what to do with their licensed product mm. yeah and it's and i didn't find out till years later how ultra specific and fan service that it is. fucking yeah, game it's is based on specific shorts it's <laughs> awful though so meanwhile homer is bothered that burns can't remember his name and marge has i like the march says the chocolate box of chocolate ideas and then homer is like such a dick of saying like it's not really your idea is it it's also kind of fan service that's building in lore and how uh, marge's yeah. parents got together it's true it's kind of cute so it's a photo of him with chocolates in it but Homer made the mistake of sending a family photo not just his photo yeah and listen to Marge and in my constant rewatches, I n- thought this was a one-off gag not a key clue oh. to the to this to it pish push it would be like taking candy from a baby see that sounds like a laugh <laughs> let's try it right now uh, uh, there's some candy right here, sir. Why don't we eat this instead of stealing? Oh, very well. <laughs> mm. 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 
Al, look, there's a photo in here. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. And I believe that little Maggie Simpson, the baby who found my precious teddy bear boo-boo. Oh, and there's that uh, Simpson Mutt, my former guard dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, that's um, uh, Bart Simpson. He was my heir for a brief period, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, sir. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Anything left? Uh, only the sour quince logs, sir. Yeah. Ugh, dispose of it. <laughs> And uh, send a thank you note to Marge, Bert, Lisa, and Maggie Simpson. That scene, as a continuity mega nerd, it satisfied me so much. Me too. It was all episodes. It it rarely references itself, let alone specific references to previous episodes. And these are all the things that Burns does not remember when he sees these characters again Mm -hmm. previously. The the best thing I, I never latched onto in previous viewings is like he remembers the dog yes yep. he, but he never god dog. he hadn't had an experience with lisa yet mm. so they don't have that scene he didn't have a specific experience with lisa to lisa's animal <laughs> but he did remember the episode rosebud where mm. maggie finds bobo <laughs> dog of death where santa's little helper runs away and becomes his guard dog and uh, burns his heir where bart becomes burns his heir i love the sour quince log sliding across homer's face like a yeah. piece of shit like <laughs> just, yeah like it a, is it's you're the right. closest thing to a turd we've seen on yes, you're right in but a way it just stains homer's face in any sampler box i i hate like these sour fruit chocolates they're just yep. like filled with like liquid it's, and stuff it's disgusting i googled this just because like i i've never really heard that word before mm-hmm. and it's another one of those things that like the simpsons owns sour quince yeah, on google yeah. But it is a thing. It's exactly what you're describing. I just hate like cherry cordials. Yeah. I'm sure there are people out there who like them. I'm sorry. Well, like Patty. Patty loves cherry oh, cordials. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like biting into an insect. No, I. that's why when I get, if I get a box of chocolates, I want a themed box of chocolates, like all caramel, yes. all creams, all that stuff. Get Not, the fruit out of here. Unless it's that, like a strawberry covered in chocolate, that's fine. Not like some weird like jam or... I don't yeah. know, pickled whatever. The, uh, coconut's not my favorite to get in there either. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but or or the um, the toffee pieces are like where like this is to break your teeth. <laughs> yeah, when you don't know surprise. what it is. Uh, but yeah, so it's Oil Appreciation Day at uh, <laughs> at the school, which we get some nice cameos from both Leopold and Dondelinger. Yeah, Dondelinger's there uh, again. More history that could have been anybody. Yeah, and Skinner insults the high school <laughs> right to Dondelinger's yeah. face. Seeing Skinner and Dondelinger together too is kind of funny. Like they. They've never been in the same space before. There's also a great moment on they point out on the commentary that I just noticed because of the commentary. Uh, I just remembered rather in that Skinner introduces Lisa and he goes to hand her the microphone, but Lisa just pulls the switch and he's like, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that." And he pulls back the microphone. Oh, yeah. It's a really they had it's, to like think of that mistake in animation to make. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, and hearing somebody in the audience shout "nerd" when yeah. Lisa gets <laughs> that, that was Nelson, I think. <laughs> I, I would think so. And but uh, the Slant Drilling Company, um, <laughs> that is like what fracking is now, right? Yep. Just like uh, yeah. the, mm. causing earthquakes. No, it's even destroying the planet yeah, well, I, I find it funny that in a small town you can just explode oil in the middle of the town and that which was the, what the school is going to do too yeah when that one <laughs> drop falls you're like well wait if this had gone according to plan everyone would be covered like in oil gallagher show <laughs> exactly except oil which i would never want on yeah, my skin. crude oil not even refined oil and so when this moment happened I think you have a clip I for did. this too. I, could, Chris. I don't want to yeah. have to explain how Burns steals the oils. I want to let Daniel Plainview. Oh, uh, okay. Oh my God. Drainage, Eli, you boy. Drain dry. I'm so sorry. If, if you have a milkshake, and I have a milkshake, and I have a straw, there it is. That's a straw. You see. Watch mm. it. 
<laughs> My straw reaches across the room <laughs> and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Don't bully me, Daniel. <laughs> and then he murders him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's, I didn't even think of that line because when I was watching that movie in the theater a decade ago, I thought of Mr. Burns. Yes, I, I immediately exactly. thought yeah. of Mr. Burns. Like, yes. It's even though that's, an icon- that's one of the most iconic scenes in modern cinema, yeah. I'd say. Did anyone uh, blame PTA on uh, <laughs> plagiarism? <laughs> yeah. Black Sheep, t- I remember, took a big, he- a lot of heat for that, for oh. stealing the end of Sideshow Bob Roberts. But that was so, oh, yeah. that was so beautiful, yeah. that ending, because the, the scene in There Will Be Blood is that... Is name. that Daniel Plainview played yeah. by... By, uh, Jesus Christ! Now Dana I lost Plato. his name. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. So Plainview is getting an offer for from uh, the kid he hates. Paul. It's Paul. Just, Day- it's a portrait of an awful man, and mm. more than he wants money, he wants to destroy this preacher because mm-hmm. he has faith in something. He's a man who was yeah. destroyed by his greed and lost everything, and now at this point, he he just he loves being miserable. Yes, and a making bastard in a basket. And Thirty years later, he's alienated everyone. And he had one guy left, and he comes crawling to him asking for money to say, "I didn't." Sell Sell you our old place that had but the I most oil, but I'll do it now. I'll do and it the, now. And he says, I stole it years ago. Yeah. And it's, I love it. I love that And scene. the title was accurate. There was blood at the end. Yep. So he, he didn't cracks lie. his head open with a bowling pin. And he goes, I'm finished. <laughs> so, yeah, once I saw it, when I saw the film, I also immediately thought of burn slanted drilling. And it's, it's an important plot point that, again, you can't. <laughs> if somebody gets the oil first, it's not your oil. It's a natural resource. It's whoever gets to it first. I, I love the slogan for his company because he's a 104-year-old man. Mm-hmm. The slogan is building a better tomorrow for him. Yes. <laughs> he's 104 years old. It's true. He's, he's just going to die with more money. And so also burns slanted oil, then blasts oil right in the Simpsons' backyard yeah. and smashes it. And there, there's a moment that it's... Almost sexual. It, yes. It, but it's not even funny of... Santa's little helper's legs are broken. Mm. It's sad. That like, is, it's pretty tragic. A dog is harmed badly. That is where Burns really crosses the line, I yep. think, in yeah. making him the villain. I mean, yeah. he's, he's always been villainous, but hurting an animal like yeah. that, like an animal that we know. Who he will later laugh in the face of that animal. It's yeah. one of those weird things that makes the episode feel cinematic and big yeah. and different. It's Burns definitely goes too far on in multiple areas. Uh, and so, yes, when Bart finds out what happened, he's he is not happy. I'll get even with whoever did this to you, boy. I swear it. Whoops, almost forgot. Wouldn't want you none on those casts, eh, boy? Now, Bob, as a parrot owner, did you like that Nelson uh, has his own parrot? Yes, because my parrot laughs. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't teach it how to laugh, but it just picked up laughter. So I'll be watching something, and he'll start laughing. And I'll be like, it's not funny. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> and also, again, more history. It was, that could have been any vet, but they used the vet who yeah. treated Santa's little helper the, and dog of death. The Ben Casey-style vet. Yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. Like... This feels like the series finale of The Simpsons because they're bringing back everything. So many things are paying off. Oh, it's beautiful, yes. And that Bart has sworn revenge, as will the entire school. I'm afraid we've got no legal recourse against Mr. Burns and his slant drilling operation. The oil belongs to whoever pumped it first. What about all the expensive stuff we wanted? Can we still have it? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. In fact, to pay for the construction and operation and demolition of our new Derek, the school will have to eliminate 
appreciate all non-essential programs. Music. Cut. And maintenance. I'll kill that Mr. Burns and wound that Mr. Smithers. Out of my way. I don't, I don't want to harp on it, but like it's, it's Willie ripping his shirt open. There's like mm. no reason for that to happen other than like just extra drama, extra callback, yeah, to everything. He's like buff Willie underneath there, yeah, yeah, or maybe make him more scary. I I don't know. I just couldn't. I, I really there's so much. I, right around the time the Skinner Lisa microphone stuff, I'm like, this is overwhelming. <laughs> this is almost overwhelming. This is coming so fast. Yeah, and, and I love his pause, and then like and. Wound that Mr. Smithers, like his point finger up as he said it. Like the, yeah, again, uh, well animated, well yeah. written, like t- so tightly structured. This gives Largo a motive too, which never comes up again. No, this he, is a twenty-two yeah. minute show. I know, yeah. and that he says what, and Tito says K at the same time. It's yeah. a cute little joke too, but it goes so fast you almost don't even get it. Like this is so fast, and and then immediately we have Homer's okay. reason too. I think pro- probably the edgiest joke. Pretty they say yes. one-fourth of fuck. Oh, no, that's awful, Mr. Puente. What? Oh, he owns the nuclear power plant. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to settle his hash, too. <laughs> Dad, how could you work for a man like Mr. Burns? Well, he's not all bad. He did send me this nice thank you card. Marge, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. Dad, this doesn't have your name on it. Kids, would you step outside for a second? Dear Lord, that's the loudest profanity I've ever heard. (laughs) The sound to the church organ is the perfect sound cut. It's so good. It's almost the exact same way they managed to make a Die Hard movie PG-13. I wonder Um, if Dan Castellan has screamed the word fuck. I hope it's it's somewhere and somebody somebody Uh, has that clip. It's got to be on somebody's cassette reel. Well, I've heard them tell the story that when they did him for the swear jar, he did the full swears, and Graining was freaked out of just like, I didn't know Homer knew those words. (laughs) like, oh, and and then right after that we then get into Moe's Bar which as a as a Comedy Central fan yeah. I was mad at myself for not getting this clue because I knew it was Mystery Science Theater on TV it was like yeah. awesome Mystery Science Theater reference on here I would not have that on my cable network until the next year wow. but right before that shot of Mystery Science Theater it's Pardon My Zinger, Pardon my zinger. weekdays at 3pm 3pm yeah. yeah. yes. thus giving Smithers his alibi yep. Yep. Pardon My uh. Zinger by the way sounds stupid it is a way better name than Whose Line It Is Any Anyway a mm. reference to a Richard Dreyfus movie about a drama about right to live really whose life is it anyway Boo. who really? fucking remember wow. yes. oh I, had no yes. I had no clue I watched 8 million episodes that show and so in- until like 5 years ago I assumed this was real because Comedy Central was a dead end <laughs> cable network yeah. that would just buy British programming mm-hmm. that's uh, I mean yeah. that's why the joke is so perfect it sounds like it could be a Comedy Central show in 1995 it took the South Park I think as to, to really get original programming yeah before yeah. Comedy Central I remember them bragging about it we got Win- Ben Stein's money and by the end of the year we want to be 25% original programming that's what the Comedy Central landscape yeah. was like and yeah. they they'd gotten rid of Mystery Science Theater which was a huge two hour block that was like probably um, 5% of all their original programming yeah, just the two hours that South filled. Park and MST3 seemed like night and day yeah. in the pop well, culture universe but they overlapped for like a year I heard the Dr. Katz people say this too that they had this feeling of when Dr. Katz 
started, they're like, hey, we're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. We're a hit. Mm-hmm. And then when South Park appeared, they're like, oh, oh this oh. is what a real show is. No. When I when I would get uh, MST3K on tapes from tape traders, mm-hmm. they oh. would have the commercials on there, and it would give me a window into the world of Comedy Central before huh. South Park. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> I have never even heard of any of these shows, and you're building a lot of stuff around Paul Provenza. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I'm a sure he's fine. yelling but... about the premiere of Bob and Margaret. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was post-South Park, but I mean, there are shows that aren't even like Wikipedia entries that oh, they're yeah, talking yeah. about on Super there. Super obscure. Yeah. Yes, but... Uh, comics on delivery. <laughs> what is that? We send comics to people's houses. Uh, like, it's oof. 12 episodes. <laughs> I love the... Uh, they had the show Make, Make, Make you Me La- Laugh. Make Me Laugh, which I only watched because like Frank Conniff did like mm-hmm. two or three episodes of it. Beat and, the Geeks, like all the... Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, Beat the Geeks. A good show. I feel like... I bet one of those geeks is, uh, has been arrested for sex was, crimes. They're yeah. big, other than MST at this point, I think their biggest original show is Short Attention Span Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, which is just clips, promotional clips strung together. It's the yeah. best they can do. I love when they would show the worst Cheech and Chong movies, like oh, the Brothers Carol uh, Brothers, Brothers, the Corsican Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. If you think Cheech and Chong movies are bad, try watching one not it's, based on original material. Man. Yes. Oh, <laughs> one of the worst. I sound like Pendulette now. Yeah, okay. Coming up next, I'm talking Simpsons. But anyway, back to Moe's Bar. These fumes aren't as fun as beer. Sure, I'm all dizzy and nauseous. Where's the inflated sense of self-esteem? Hey, if you guys are getting loaded off them fumes, I'm going to have to charge you. Man alive. There are men alive in here. I'm detecting over 20 different toxins in the air. Uh. All right, everybody out. As long as Burns is pumping oil, this bar is closed. Damn, Burns. Let me just get one thing. Me too. Ah, now there's the inflated sense of self-esteem. So so great, and uh, it's important to note that everyone has a different gun mm-hmm. in the in this episode. It, it's more clue stuff. Yeah. That was yeah. definitely clues huh. I did notice. I was like. Well, the, we did not hear a shotgun, mm-hmm. so it's not Mo. And we Willie has an axe, and Sideshow Mel has a knife mm-hmm. later. And Skinner has a gun, but with a silencer, so it can't be Skinner yes, that's either. Right. That eliminates all of them, and that was actually meant to do that. Like, yeah. it's it was on purpose. All of this is on purpose, which, again, there's so many... We can make fun of, like, a season 11 episode where they don't give a shit about the ending. They're just like, look, we got to the end. Who cares? In this, they care about every moment yeah. mattering because for a mystery, it has to Oakley and Weinstein said they built it like a game of Clue. And yeah, it's, it's, I I love that the, the the Simpsons wiki is pretty uh, wiki is pretty good. Don't get mad mm-hmm. at me, guys. Is but, it on a certain website? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's not it, talk about that. Uh, but it, they've done a great job about chronicling like promo images for episodes that uh, these they, they had like specific TV guide advertisements. I don't know where they got the raw big versions, but this has like seven hundred promotional images oh, okay. it has it, it has like five but more than the one most episodes get it was heavily promoted it but was it's a big an, deal. an original drawing they would use in advertisements to promote specific episodes and in the in those drawings all those characters are holding the same weapons the same, wow in, in two of those drawings and you can see them in silhouette on a, as a shadow oh that's amazing and that, they're, they're really fun uh, these these images in particular are really good <laughs> then yes you mentioned fracking and we causing earthquakes that's what burns his oil does as well and it knocks it it cripples the Springfield Retirement Castle, which this taught me that in an earthquake you stand in a doorway because it's one of the most secure parts of the house. Oh, that's what Abe does. Yeah, that's yeah. what Abe does. And then 
I have to believe, though, in reality, many seniors would have died. <laughs> yes. That. They wouldn't just be screaming, yelling for the nurse. They would be dead. Also, Moe's Bar, now we know, is in proximity to the school, which violates it's several true. ordinances. Yeah. Uh, Moe don't care. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yes, they've gone. Has Burns gone too far? Burns says, nah, has <laughs> gone far enough. Well, sir, you've certainly vanquished all your enemies. The elementary school, the local tavern, the old age home. You must be very proud. No, not while my greatest nemesis still provides our customers with free light, (laughs) heat, and energy. I call this enemy the sun. Since the beginning of time, man has yearned to destroy the sun. (laughs) I will do the next best thing. Block it out. Yeah, I love the line, man has yearned to destroy the sun. (laughs) And when he opens that uh, miniature Springfield, like Smithers has to jump out of the way because it's opening under him. Yes, and Burns doesn't care. No, no. And just the, I also love the animation, the look on Smithers' face when he says, my ultimate enemy, the sun. And then Smithers' face is like, what? Yeah, because he even he's like, this is too far. Like that's that's when he realizes Burns has gone too far when he pulls out the miniature city. And in reality, and in the thing, Burns hollowed out a mountain and put a sunblocker in. <laughs> wow, it. Like, yeah, that's true. It's insane that he did that, or he built a fake mountain like a Disneyland and put a thing in it. Mm-hmm. And Smithers is being a bit passive aggressive, listing Burns' enemies as the school, the local tavern, and oh, the yeah. old folks' home. He's getting quite snippy. Yeah. Like he, it's he's gone too far, and Smithers knows it as he says. I love it. Good God! Imagine it, Smithers. Electrical lights and heaters running all day long. But, sir, every plant and tree will die. Uh, owls will deafen us with incessant hooting. Uh, the town sundial will be useless. Perfect. <laughs> I, I don't want any part of this project. It's unconscionably fiendish. <gasps> I will not suffer your insubordination. There has been a shocking decline in the quality and quantity of your toadying, Whelan. And you will fall into line. Now. No. No, Monty, I won't. Not until you step back from the brink of insanity. I'll do no such thing. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Take that, Spolderama. Take that, Convenient Smart. Take that, Nuclear Power Play. Ooh, fiddlesticks. So if you're to ask me why I was underwhelmed by the Simpsons movie, this is why. Burns is the best <laughs> Simpsons villain. His cackling while stomping on the model town is perfect. Yes. Him v- refusing to go away from the brink of insanity and firing Smithers. Oh, do no such thing. He, he's mad the Smithers is toting quantity enough. of your toting. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, and I he calls just, him Waylon. <laughs> he never calls him Waylon. I just yeah, love he never the calls an- him Monty. I love the animation of Monty surrounded by all the more money he has just from the oil, which is just extra money Trying for an already it. rich man, and just shoving yeah. the third wad of bills in his is in his wallet, and he can't, so he has to just toss it behind he him. He is crossing so many lines. Like this is peak burns. He can it's never wonderful. be this evil ever it's again. Beautiful that he the pointing out of the sundial. It feels natural, yeah. but it is so plot important. Yeah. It's God beautiful. It's yes. Just, Unbelievably well structured episode and sequences. Oh. And almost all the sequences in Burns' office are like this looks better. The office mo- has never looked better. If you compare it to how it looks and say Homer the Smithers, it's like eh, it's it's a it's a functional office in that. But they build a three D rotating version of it later on. Yeah. Mm. Oh God. It's yes. So. Mm. 
Homer's imagination of Burns. Also, amazing <laughs> animation. Like, oh, oh my god, I, a, I love uh, Look Out, and they're all yes. like cringing in the back. In a Gene and Reese episode, they would have just had a floating head go by, mm. but in this, they they topped it with just multiple Burns poofing into existence to talk to belittle Homer. Spithers, who is that ignoramus? Spithers, who is that lollygagger? Who is that blubber putt? Who is that baffle wing? <laughs> Pudding head, limp noodle, drizzle puss, fumble fist. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it! Just, what? Ah! That's just a minute. <laughs> and going into this episode, knowing it's who shot Mr. Burns, when, when Homer gets a bag out of his trunk, yeah. you think he's going to be you know shooting Mr. Burns next. Yeah. yeah, that's another beautiful... That's a good point, Bob. This is a beautiful construction of this episode that it was advertised so heavily. When you're watching from the beginning, you know these scenes are to create... The, they all give a you reason should. for somebody to shoot him. You know you're building and building, and this it's the tension. No Simpsons episode has tension like this, mm-hmm. the rising tension of it. And it's just beautiful. Even part two for the resolution doesn't have this same tension of waiting to see how and when Mr. Burns will finally be shot yeah, for definitely. him going too far. Oh, God damn it. And then mm-hmm. I would say maybe the best – I don't think the show has ever been animated better than this moment of Homer running at Mr. Yeah, Burns. and in an in animation camera move is so expensive, yeah. and they didn't need to do this. They no could have just cut to a different angle, but it's so great. It highlights like his insanity. Sixty pivot yeah. and a zoom out yeah. at the same time. This is Homer has been pushed too far, mm. and it's beautiful. <laughs> Who the devil are you? Homer Simpson! What? What are you talking about? Don't really make sense, man. I can't understand what you're talking about. Oh, you're a dead man. Oh, you're dead. You're dead, Burns. Wow. Ah. Yeah. Ah. And the great part of it is he's saying Homer Simpson, then Burns refuses to acknowledge that. Can't hear it. Yeah. Homer wrote, "I am Homer Simpson," and it's still. Nothing clicks for yeah. Burns. He can't. He just has a mental it. block. Uh, and and that they would follow it up in part two so perfectly with the only words he can say is Homer Simpson. That's right. Oh, it's, oh, God that's damn it. Yes, that, that camera turn, though, to yeah, beh- over, looking at Homer over his shoulder to then turn around as he runs. To a bird's eye perspective. Yeah, on it, my original VHS, I remember going slow motion through that just to watch uh, it, it happen. It, it can teach you the animation process. I yeah. love uh, the Sims, how they bend walls in order to make those shots work. And you need that shot to know how how angry Homer is and to truly believe he will shoot Mr. Burns yeah, because he, he can't it broke him when he holds a gun to his boss's head one of the most violent yeah. acts he, Homer has actually ever committed it's because of this uh, yes yeah. and then we also yeah. get some setup of how <laughs> it could be Abe or Bart mm-hmm. hey the lamp's running away <laughs> that's my dog man so long lamp <laughs> oh, stop loafing and help uh, uh, your grandpa unpack wow that's my old Smith & Wesson. If you're going to play with it, be careful, because it's loaded. Uh, ah! Bart, put that down! Guns are very dangerous, and I won't have them in this house. How can you have a house without a gun? What if a bear came through the door? <laughs> I'm going to bury it in the yard where little hands can't get to it. You should have fired into the air. She would have run off. Marge made a huge mistake in telling them where she was going to put the gun. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she thought she was saying that quieter than she did. 22 years ago, Grandpa's justification for owning, for having a gun, wasn't that used? 
That was literally used about why you want to use on, on, like, on school premises. Yep. Bears. What if a bear? With what all sincerity, bear? somebody brought that up. <sighs> yep. Yeah, it really <laughs> happened. But today, again, another clue, S&W, Smith & Wesson. Yes. Another wow. another smart clue. They, they did it for everybody. It could work. Yeah. They, uh, it's, it's beautiful. And, oh, yeah, I didn't even – I didn't capture the clip, but them thinking Abe was Homer who melted was yes. a great gag. I love that. Uh, and even Marge is calling Mr. Burns inconsiderate, selfish even. Yes, that she – but that's – that's why Marge gets to be the only one who's obviously innocent. In this, uh, in the end of the episode, she's the only one who you know didn't shoot him because she hears the gunshot. Right. And so that's why they have to set up her being the... Even she can't be pushed too far to truly hate Burns in this. Though she really should. Mm-hmm. Like, So then they have a town meeting, which we show... If you're asking, why can't the government just stop Burns from blocking out the sun... They apparently can't, and they just have to hand a strongly worded letter to him (laughs) and just said, everyone is stroking guns, which, again, is a clever joke that the mayor's like, I'm going to get off stage now that you're all stroking guns, but also shows you who has what guns for who could have shot him. Yeah, I was watching this while listening to it with headphones, and you can hear Hank Azaria say, sir, a lot of people are stroking guns. Yes, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I'm not sure that I heard that the first time I yeah, saw it. Yeah, I thought it was just like random rhubarb or whatever. As a Comedy Central viewer, I did not like hearing that it is the height of loserdom to watch Comedy <laughs> Central in daytime, but perhaps it was. But yes, everyone hates Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns was the closest thing I ever had to a friend. Oh. <laughs> but he fired me, and now I spend my days drinking cheap scotch and watching Comedy Central. Oh, dear God. <laughs> nah, not that bad, I mean, he- I never miss, pardon my zinger. Yeah. Burns cost Boom. me my groundskeeping job at the school. And I'm too superstitious to take the one at the cemetery. I catch a him. <laughs> I lost my room, my things, and my buddy's collection of old sunbathing magazines. You bastard. I lost my bar. I lost his bar. He robbed the school of music. He robbed the school of financial security. He robbed the school of Tito. He can't remember my name. He's causing us all to yell. Look what he did to my best friend! Oh. What? No, my dog. I love Grandpa saying, a cause of him! A cause of him! <laughs> so and did Smithers leave immediately to go watch Pardon My Singer? Because, no! Oh. Uh, I'll mention it when he leaves. Okay. It's it was, the, it was the ultimate reason why I thought he did it. Okay. But I'll, I'll mention it when it comes. But I just love that the old Jewish man... It could have been Jasper, but it's the old Jewish man who had the sunbathing magazines. That's great. You bastard. You bastard. And also, in Triassic Park 2, Willie did work in a graveyard. Yeah. yeah but so, that's not canonical. Burns evil is escalating he and at this point he shows up just to gloat yep that shows you without smithers there un, he is unrestrained in his villainy <laughs> <gasps> oh, those wheels are squeaking a bit perhaps i could sell him a little oil you twisted old monster <laughs> i've decided to protect myself ever since i was attacked in my office by an unidentified assailant <laughs> Burns, your scurvy schemes will earn ye a one-way passage to the boneyard. <laughs> uh, I'd like to hear from Sideshow Mel. I'll see to it that Mr. Burns suffers the infernal machinations of hell's grim tyrant. Yeah. Oh, you all talk big. But who here has the guts to stop me? Uh, uh, Ned wanted a cleaned up that, version uh, of uh, the sea captain's threat. The most needless line in history. Yes. I want to hear what Sancho Mel has to I say. I want to hear what Sancho Mel has to say. 
Oh, it's, God. it's not the best line. It's just my favorite. Yeah, it's great. Do you, but do you think that Ned wanted a classier threat after the sea captain's maybe, kind of gruff or, one? Or maybe he thought Sideshow Mel Sideshow Mel can be more, uh, yeah. can be more uh, controlled. But and Ned knows who Sideshow Mel is. Yes, yeah, which is weird because he locks out the channel yes. that Krusty would be on. But uh, uh, oh, but God damn it! All their threats and yes, that that also burns like unidentified assailant. Like so, Homer was not arrested after. No. Burns. It's that is strange, but yeah. again, We're setting up. We're it, fired. Yeah, Burns looks so scary holding like that. His his concealed carry pistol, oh, yeah, yeah. just he, walking around he with it. Ends up after the reveal of uh, the the sun, the sun blotting out the sun. He's shot like a genuine villain, mm-hmm. like, yes, as yeah. if he has superpowers. Uh, just coming into the town hall meeting where everyone is, and just saying like. Ha 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 ha! It's just so evil. And again, his gun—an important plot point too. I think this might have be my line of the show in this next clip here. Uh, but uh, let's let's give a listen. One last question: Have you ever seen the sunset at three p.m.? I once, when I was sailing round the Arctic. Shut up! <laughs> Take one last look at the sun, Springfield. <laughs> I've been in Reno for six weeks. Did I miss anything? What the? Ugh. I think that was the last of the David Merkin era running joke where someone makes a good point, the other person responds, shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Yes. You want to give that line in the show? Yeah, let's do it. That's the joke. But I also love that appearance by Krusty because it's when you realize, like, hey, Krusty, Krusty hasn't has been in this whole yeah. life. We've seen everybody but Krusty. And they needed to work in Krusty. He's an important character. Yep. And as a suspect, he needs to be there to be a suspect, too. As we know, he already stole Bart's Butterfingers. So. Oh, right. <laughs> that was the moment in the rewatch of it when he blocked out the sun that I was like, this should have been the movie. This is a movie moment. This is, like, too big for the world of yeah. The Simpsons yeah. for a TV show. God. And again... 3 p.m. Important plot point there. When they're leaving, they're like, perpetual darkness. That's just great. Then when they ask for Snake, that was my key moment in my rewatch that I only caught on, like, the seventh viewing that that's when I decided it was Smithers. Smithers walks away. That I was like, okay, everybody's Uh, right there, but Smithers is clearly walking away. He must have gone to meet Burns in that alley. That's a red herring, for sure. But it was him walking away to get home to watch Pardon My Zinger. Yeah, because I didn't realize that until this watch either, because that's why that I do think that deserves line of the show, because it's Mm. an example of... Have you ever seen the sunset at 3 p.m.? Even a child knows Alaska has different sunsetting times. <laughs> yes. So it's an easily answerable question, but it's so specific. But it's mm. literally setting alibis for everybody. Right. Yep. And that it has to be said. And to undercut you thinking that, you're told to shut up because you become Captain McAllister. <laughs> yeah, it's also a rhetorical question. He was not looking <laughs> yes, for an answer, yes. you know? Oh, God, yes. But yeah, so... But we've established a time. Yeah. It's yeah. so cool. Which, again, if I had known, if I noticed the part in my zinger thing, I would have realized that was Smithers going home, not a separate route. Mm-hmm. But... That was my that was my key what a reason dumb show for to go it. home yeah. for. Yeah. I know. Well, uh, what, what, is one episode really any better than another? It's less important than the uh, the end of the world happening yes. in Springfield, really. Uh, so yeah, Burns is wallowing in his own crapulence. 
perpetual twilight, bathed in the glow of Burns brand electricity. Hello, lamp post. What you knowing? I've come to watch your power flowing. That's odd. Mr. Smithers left his jacket behind. Whoa, that's odd. Principal Skinner left his mother behind. <laughs> <laughs> John, where's Homer, and Bart, and Lisa, and Grandpa? Ooh. <laughs> the sound design on these final scenes is great. Yeah, it's this beautiful. eerie whistling of the wind. Just eerie, yeah. Footsteps. And so it's a clever reference, but it's the one moment that just slightly takes me out of it. Like, Mr. Burns would not, this is, a song from the 60s is too recent a reference for Mr. Burns. Yeah. Not Maybe it just, it feels like a much older song. And I got this clip just because I am astonished how apeshit white people went for this boring fucking uh, They love Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. The 59th Street Bridge song. Oh, they're doing the one minute song! <laughs> playing a Sesame Street. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. <laughs> Here's the line. Yeah. Hello, lamppost, what you knowin'? Come to watch your flowers growin'. So my theory is... When Burns infiltrated Greenpeace as Wavy Gravy, <laughs> oh, he heard this song a lot. Okay. Uh, do I can believe that. Yes. Does that song suck, though? Uh, it sucks. <laughs> I think so, right? And Burns is like, move on the lamppost. It's singing in the rain, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. It's a singing in the rain movement. And, uh, God, oh, he's... excuse me. It's a La La Land reference. That's oh, the only yeah. musical I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Get mad, Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching musicals starring people who can't sing and can barely dance. I <laughs> don't know what the jazz is all about. <laughs> Oh, that guy. Yeah, also, him in that fucking movie is like, you dumb woman, you don't understand jazz like me, a, ma- a white man in his 30s. Jazz is great. Like, fuck you. Uh, anyway, this is the moment. This is the the moment we've all been waiting for. Uh, let's do it. After all these years, things are finally starting to go my way. <laughs> I feel like celebrating. I. Oh, it's you. What are you so happy about? Mm. <gasps> I see. I think you'd better drop it. I said, drop it. Get your hands off. Where is everybody? Hey, man, are you okay? Won't dignify that with response. So yeah, when Burns falls, mm-hmm. he points to M&S, yep. and also from his, his vantage from his point, point and, and also does. his gun is missing. Yep, yeah, and we hear the clock strike three, so we know it's exactly three. But yes, that was... Oh, I missed the clock striking, yeah, so Smithers too. got home in time. Thank that God. was another thing in my <laughs> viewing on like the 17th God. viewing. I paused and was like, there's no gun! His gun's missing! What and, does it mean? Until you pointed it out, I had no idea that the clock chiming was a clue. Yep. I just yeah. realized that now. Man, there's a lot going on in this episode. And same with the W and S, which is, if you want to believe it, Smithers, Waylon Smithers, yeah. not Maggie Simpson. Oh, so good. Yeah, and it's and it's also great to have 
Jimbo there just to be like, are you okay? Not going to take fun yeah. that. It at least gives a little chance to relax when the joke is like, no, a major character on the show just got shot. 104-year-old man was shot. Yes. And it's, <laughs> you're going to see his blood. Yeah. Like, he has been shot. They and, really, they, they play down the blood, though. There's like, you yeah. can only see a gun sh- like Only when his thing is yeah. open to see that the gun is missing. As he's staggering around, you never see an entry wound. So yeah. I, I remember watching it at the time, like, is it going to be that he's not actually shot? But then they... Mm-hmm. They definitely show you, but very uh, subtly. I, I don't know. I wonder if yeah. there was some rule. That we already let you almost say fuck. We're not going to let you show a bloody gunshot wound. Uh, and so then we get the Simpsons. We end the show with the Simpsons only so ever to be continued. That yeah. was for real. There was a to be continued in the movie, which was a funny gag. But Mr. Burns has been shot. Just a minute. This isn't Mr. Burns at all. It's a mask. <laughs> Wait, it is Burns. <laughs> His wrinkly skin look, looks like a mask. I don't think we'll ever know who did this. Everyone in town's a suspect. <laughs> well, I couldn't possibly solve this mystery. Can you? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I mean, you know. It's my job, right? So, uh, two so references. Good. The the remix of the ending theme is uh, the theme to JFK mixed in with The Simpsons. I don't know why JFK, but Oakley and Weinstein love JFK stuff. They, yeah, they do. But also, uh, it, the reason Hibbert says can you is mm-hmm. because of the Cosby Mysteries, a one-season show wow. that was on in this season of The Simpsons. So, this is Whoa. a reference to Cosby wow. starring in a short-lived mystery series. Just one season. I, are they a series of movies? I, I remember the... I remember well, it's m- sort of spun off diagnosis, mur- diagnosis murder. Yeah. The other, the uh, Dick Van Dyke the murder Cosby show. Cosby Mysteries. Yes, yeah. so I assume when they were writing the show, the Cosby Mysteries was debuting. They, wow. they thought it would be a big hit. It was the first post-Cosby show Cosby show mm. before Not Cosby. Be- Cosby, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. But the also the gag. Yeah, and he of, ate off Hitler that name. Jesus <laughs> Christ, you cannot use it again in anything. But also the gag of "Can you?" is because they knew there was a sweepstakes when they yes. were animating mm-hmm. it. So it, the joke doesn't make much sense when there's not an active sweepstakes going on. Mm-hmm. But it was great in the moment, and then to pull back to that yeah, he's pointing, pointing at Wiggum <laughs> to make you think they would do something that cheap. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful, yeah. and and that the skin looks like a mask, and I. Also also see that moment of the pointing at Wiggum and Wiggum getting one joke is the passing of the baton of the lead character to Wiggum because right. in part two Wiggum is the lead if anybody Holy is in shit. the episode. See, I, I still I, Wiggum I, is missing in this episode until yeah. now. Sorry, I have Chris. not watched the second episode yet, so mm. I remember getting a kind of feeling that they wrote the second episode after the fact. I know that's not true now. There's too much set up here. Yeah, they wrote it together. Oh, I can't wait to yeah. watch yeah, the second a, episode now. God it's damn. still a production season six episode. Yeah, it's also amazing to think Oakley and Weinstein worked super hard on this. And then straight afterwards, like, you're in charge of the show now. Rebuild this staff and do what you're going to do. Like, But I think if wow. anything... Uh, Oakley kind of refuted this idea or didn't think it was really connected but I would say if anything would have sold them on like these are the guys to run the show yes it is the people who built this episode with David Murphy yeah they were kind of mini showrunners for two episodes yeah. almost yeah and they, they had to be so involved like Brent Forrester, as funny as he is, he wrote a script and then Dave Merkin worked on it right. some more. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, they did great work before this, but this is like sort of the trial by fire. Can you run The Simpsons? Yeah. And I think they pat. I mean, this is my favorite episode still. Like, I watched it again. I'm 
like, yes, it, everything is funny. Even if it's dependent on part two to pay off, this is still a very funny singular yeah. episode in a vacuum. It, it, mm-hmm. I cannot believe how much, how many very fact-based plot points it sets up, and there's a joke tag to every single one of them, and they all work. Yep. It's, I, 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 it feels almost unfair to call this the your favorite episode <laughs> not i mean just in general but it, it, how can it not be like, yeah it, yeah there's I mean, so many reasons it's unfair uh, to every other episode that this is. is my favorite but it still <laughs> is my favorite i watch it obsessively and watching it now like 22 years later i'm like this still works this, yeah. even though i know the the mystery even though i know how it pays off i still love watching all these characters do all of these things yeah, i think i think troy mcclure in the 138th episode spectacular led me to believe there was some taint to the show. Mm-hmm. And we found out the baby. Well, that just means and, there were no consequences for the show. And he coughs into his hand. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, let's not mention this anymore. Like, oh. Well, yeah. not to spoil something for part two, but they, Oakley Weinstein didn't want the baby. They, they right. didn't want it to be Maggie, but it was Merkin's idea that it should be a Simpsons family member to tie right. it to the main characters of the show. Mm-hmm. So I, I took that 138 episode line as them saying, we didn't want it to be the baby. Mm, like, that's right. Yeah. That's how I took it. But that's a story for part two. Yes. Yeah, so you won't, you won't have to wait three months to hear our part two. It's coming up next week as yes. it should. Oh, I can't, I just can't wait. What man? Cause I guess like, it's just so weird that, of all the all the stunts the Simpsons have done, they've never they've done, done another two parter. No, they've never done an hour episode. They did the closest thing to a two parter they've done since then is the vote for Ned to date Edna, which yeah. the Nedna thing, which I dude, they've like done it. a live episode. Yeah, they've done a Lego episode. They they did an episode that they held back for two years because they thought it would be the next the second movie with a Kang and Kodos episode oh, where they kidnap them. That's a the very canon Kang and Kodos, which thumbs. Down. I don't care for that, but yeah. apparently there was one one-hour episode called okay. The Great Fatsby. Mr. Burns is conned out of his fortune by a mysterious music mogul, oh. and that was uh, in 2016. Oh, oh, that episode, ugh, no. Man. I heard it wasn't that great. Or the no. Family Guy Simpsons episode. That's mm-hmm. one-hour episode. Count, but, it just, like, but, yes, you, it, but that's a one-hour episode shown on the same night, right. not a to-be-continued and an intentional cliffhanger. That's the closest they came to a two-part of If you're following animation, you can just see... All of my favorite shows, they eventually like. We really want to do a multi-episode arc. Mm-hmm. All the Rick and Morty, Family Guy, especially South Park, which like t- stop selling uh, self-contained stories almost entirely oh, at yeah. this point. But the, yeah, the Simpsons has never done it. I wondered if Graining mm-hmm. had like a rule, like we don't we don't do. Yeah, Futurama had episodes. more continuity. It it yeah. had a multi-parter. Well, I'm not counting the movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had actual multi-parters. They're same with like. Family Guy, this is a compliment to Family mm-hmm. Guy, but they mm-hmm. even did the, when they killed Brian, They it was like a four-episode arc of like, no, we really yeah. replaced him with uh, Polly Walnuts, the dog. Oh. Yeah. And of course he wasn't going to stay dead. Like, come on, people. They weren't going to really keep if Brian that, If that meme with that, ta- that tattoo, R.I.P. Brian, is real, <laughs> it, I, I can't even, I'm, I'm too white to read the post. Brian and Paul Walker? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw one of those. Oh, man. Uh, it's beautiful. But yes, this, I would say my favorite episode that we have rewatched is still tied of Mr. Plowbar's Comet. But if I had to say what is the perfect Simpsons episode as a written and animated thing yeah. and acted, I think it is this one. Yeah. It's just such an escalation. Yep. It, it does feel like the movie, uh, like mm-hmm. completely. It's This no is one... two acts of the movie. Like, yeah. This should have just, yeah. We actually, in our interview with Mike Scully, he said that they many times talked about what could be the movie, mm-hmm. and this could have been it. Yeah. Like, this absolutely could have. I sort of wish it was. I, what, I Is there any information, like, what was the writers' lives like that summer? 
because there's never been a cliffhanger on the show. Mm. There, there's not a Twitter yet, so they can be yelled at and hounded. Yeah, everyone was sworn to secrecy. In fact, the director That's of this right. episode was like, people were bugging me, but they didn't tell me things. There yep. are things I didn't know, and I directed this episode. Oh, wow. So, well, yeah. And that in part two, Silverman and Wes Archer didn't animate the true ending until the end of the summer, just to the, get it as close to the deadline as possible. And they animated like eight different endings and everything. And also, That's the, right. And, but yeah, the Oakley Weinstein kept did a big time secret only that i think only them and dave merkin really knew of the writers like huh. the actors didn't know yeah. when they were doing part one they would only find out when filming part two though even in part two like the resolution has so many things like they could have recorded this audio in like august for it mm-hmm. but uh it was it was the hardest summer i don't think i <laughs> ever anticipated a thing more than part two of this and yeah. I, I mean i've anticipated movies for months i was like oh man the commercial movie, you but... played earlier there's multiple versions of that and they played throughout the summer during the reruns of the simpsons to yep. remind you that there still is it was a different world like sometimes you didn't know when seasons ended but to be mm-hmm. clear this is the last real episode of the simpsons burns a shot who do you think did it every you, single week you watched you have from mid-may to september 17th so actually four months wow not even three the four yeah. months you are waiting and I, it was a long four months i never loved the simpsons more than this moment in time yeah in 1995 like i was like there could be nothing better than the show it is affirming an affirming yeah. episode i am right to like this this yes. is better than <laughs> other shows <laughs> your shows are bad my show's it, the it's best still show. astonishing when you ever we we or you guys do those interviews that the simpsons the writers don't feel like the show was popular it was just mm-hmm. popular in our world like you're talking Improvement like it was Seinfeld's, 50th like, yeah it's like yeah. kicking the shit out of it, it only only it hold, just holds up so fucking well definitely mm-hmm. does uh, home Improvement was number one but now no one cares nobody gives you shit yes so thanks for listening folks thanks again for putting up with my sick voice i promise it'll be better next time or else there will be a very special episode where i won't I be here <laughs> let's hope that doesn't happen i've been bob Mackey, your host find me on twitter as bob servo my other podcast is retronauts every Monday and occasionally a bonus episode on Friday go to retronauts.com or look for retronauts in your podcast machine uh, we've been doing it for 11 years so if you dig into the archives you might find a topic you like these guys have been on and we've covered Simpsons games like the Simpsons arcade game Bart vs. the Space Mutants and Bart's Nightmare and we've done things like the Pac-Man <laughs> Christmas special Sonic uh, Extreme Christmas Blast whatever the fuck it's called I mean and we have a Christmas episode this year too so check Donkey that one Kong out Country. yes with Donkey Kong Country so yes retronauts.com or retronauts in your podcast machine everybody else and you guys just for the fuck of it while we were recording these that we had a dedicated stream time, and we had to record these before the break, so we we played the itchy and scratchy SNES game, and Bob got way further. <laughs> I made I more ever, progress than I've ever made in my life. That game fucking sucks. It's and awful. <laughs> Total trash. We have fun. Beatable, but have, yeah. YouTube.com slash laser time. Mm-hmm. And, and we played it because that is the game, the only Simpsons game that came out during season six. Yeah, because I think... we are now at the end of. I did a video. Wow, it feels like so... I guess it was longer ago than I thought. Simpsons games of 92, and there were a lot... Like, there were a lot of games that came out, and ports of the previous games were coming to other systems. Yeah, and I wondered if the game publishers just felt like, by 94, eh, the fad's over. I think think the cycle of that kind of shit would have died out for any other show. That's for sure. But, like, The Simpsons started off so fast with the worst shit ever. (coughs) The demand for Simpsons games was non-existent. They had to make it fast. Like, yeah. So, but yes, you can follow this all on patreon.com slash talking Simpsons where we post every episode a week early and ad-free. We had a holiday special on there that Bob and I, uh, at the time of this recording, haven't recorded yet. But we sure will. Futurama's Xmas. So, ask me about that. You voted for it or they Mm -hmm. voted for it. I don't know if you're a patron. I am making... Can I make a prediction since I Mm -hmm. won't be there for that? for it. If you didn't see, and this doesn't matter to you uh, cord cutters out there, but Sci-Fi just bought the rights to Futurama. Really? Yeah. They are fucking really leaning into it. They're doing like 
a wall-to-wall Futurama marathons because I have Sling. I had I watched Xmas Story on demand mm-hmm. as part of my Christmas routine. I predict this looks like there. I think there will be more Futurama episodes announced very, very really? soon okay. because I have a feeling these are performing. Who, I, I'm sorry. I, the Happy Show looks lovely, and I love that comic. But uh, but I don't watch Sci-Fi Channel ever. But Chris Maloney is so good. And, and I, I don't watch the channel, and yeah. now I am. And I have a feeling there are millions like me tuning into this channel for the first time in a long time. Mm. And Futurama, I just like this. I like the idea that Futurama has the same kind of longevity as The Simpsons. Well, this would never happen with The Simpsons because it never stopped. But yeah. there's a reason every show comes back for one season these days, and it is because. You can then charge more money for the old episodes on Netflix. Uh, if, I predict more. If kids aren't thinking, if if people aren't thinking about the show, let's say X-Files. They're not thinking about X-Files because there hasn't been a new X-Files in mm-hmm. 20 years. So you can't charge as much for the old episodes. Mm-hmm. But what if you made six new ones? Yep. Then people want to watch those old ones again. Bring They're worth more King money. King of the Hill, I say. It's, <laughs> it's already worked and we will have... It'll become the most bizarre show in history that's somehow been on Fox, Comedy Central, and Sci-Fi Channel. Other than maybe MST3K, if you mm. count their syndicated MST3K yeah. hour. <laughs> yes, uh, hosted by... Uh, Peter, no, not Peter, Peter no, Graves, the biography guy. Uh, the other biography, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes. Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. Tons of cool stuff there. Tons of cool interviews. We just did a couple really great ones. And also, I guess we're at the end of season six, so we're going to have some end of season stuff oh, yeah. coming up soon. Deleted scenes, all that good stuff. Yes, yeah. And of course, coming very soon our live show oh, january yeah. 28th at uh, not 3 p.m but 5 30 <laughs> have you ever seen a podcast <laughs> at 5 30 p.m <laughs> uh, yeah, so so check that out it's an sf sketch fest and uh, oh my god this is the end of a marathon a simpsons podcasting for us yes. so my voice is almost as bad as yours it's Bob, my, my 20th yes. podcast in 10 days oh. <laughs> somebody free me yes uh, thank you so much for listening folks we'll see you next week with who shot mr birds part two the big Beginning of season seven, everybody. Dude.